Are network marketing organizations pyramid schemes? Are they worth it? Isn't it something that just moms in yoga pants do to annoy everyone who they follow in social media? Today, you'll get answers to these questions. We'll also answer the question, should you build your own personal brand if you are at the same time building a network marketing business? Or should you focus just on your network marketing business? I mean, should you divide your interest? And if you already have a very successful brand, if you've already got an online business, why in the world would you consider adding to that a network marketing business? Does it make sense to have multiple streams of income? Okay, if you've got your own brand and you're in a network marketing business, should you also consider affiliate marketing or investing? Answers to all these questions and more today on Build Your Tribe. I'm super stoked today to have a former student of mine, Trey Bearer, on the show. I love Trey. He's such a dude. I'm telling you, this guy is... He does not fit the mold of your typical network marketer. In fact, I had no idea who it is he works with in terms of network marketing. I'm very familiar with his own personal brand. I'm really proud of the income, the lifestyle, and the people that he's helped, how he's really evolved. I mean, it's so cool. And the reason why I wanted to bring Trey onto the show, number one, is because He's the perfect example. He's someone who's lost his network marketing business and then restarted it. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't fit the mold. He doesn't do things like anybody else does. He's got his own personal brand. He helps other people who are in network marketing organizations figure out how to build a better downline. He's investing. He's a father. He's got two kids and a wife, and he hosts his own podcast called the MLM Misfits. Trey Bearer was a social worker waiting for his call to become a New York State trooper when he was introduced to network marketing. I'll let him tell you the story today. But since that time, he's become a top five income earner in his company. And most of all, I just love that he is forging his own path. You're going to love meeting this guy. All right, let's get to it. Well, Trey, thank you so much for joining me today to have a cool conversation about all the things that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I want to start at the beginning. And that is to say, you know, people have this negative, I think, impression of network marketing. They think Mm -hmm. it's a a mom in yoga pants who (laughs) is constantly sending DMs to everyone on Instagram. Hey, girl, I want to tell you about an opportunity. And so it's gotten (laughs) a bad rap, I think. And first of all, you don't fit the mold. I love that you call yourself a misfit. (laughs) You don't fit the mold. So what is it initially that drew you to consider even joining a network marketing organization? Yeah. So I was a social worker at the time, you know, doing social work, just burnout and all that stuff. And, and one night I came home and I saw my wife like right at the front door. And I was like, oh God, like what's wrong? Is everything okay? And she had this weird look on her face. And the first thing she said is, I need you to join my team so that I can get this next promotion. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, or are you talking like a video game? Like what promotion? Or are you talking about ranks? And she was like, yeah, I'm in this network marketing business. And I had no idea that she was even a part of a business at all. I had no idea. And I was like, babe, those are scams. Like only the people at the top make that money. Like, I can't believe you got involved with that. She was involved for six months before I even knew. 
And so wow. that's how I got started. I just said, you know what? And like two hours later, after saying no, 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 two hours later, I was, I was signed up in her downline. That's how I joined. And how long was it before you realized like, okay, wait a second, I can get down with this. It was probably the first month. So like, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like, let's see what this is all about. Is this a scam? Is this a real thing? Like, is this monopoly money that you're making? Like, how is this even a possible thing to make money online? And this was back in 2013. So it was a really new idea to me that you can make an income online. So I jumped on YouTube. I just started doing some research. I started finding people who there wasn't anything special about them. They're real people just like, just like me. And so I started watching what they were talking about and, and they're hearing their story. And I was like, man, if they could do this, if they struggle with like a hundred K in debt, you know, it didn't have any Wi-Fi. never saw their kids. Like I looked at that, like I have a leg up on all these people because I don't have kids at the time. You know, I have Wi-Fi. you know, I'm not that much in debt. If they can do this, I'm going to crush this thing. And so I think it was just the possibility. It wasn't the probability. Cause I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on. Like, Oh, only 1% are successful, man. They're showing you that it's possible. Just like get out there and do it. Stop worrying about, well, it won't happen for me. Like, yes, it can happen for you because there's plenty of proof that people have done it. And so that's all I needed to see was that it was possible. That's a unique mindset. It is the cornerstone of successful people. And I personally believe you probably had that mindset before you even started. Is that accurate in my assessment? Oh. Oh, Shaleen, I always want to win. I want to win and I want to kick their <laughs> ass too. <laughs> Can someone be successful in not just network marketing, but in building their own business if they don't have that mentality? Can you learn that mentality? I mean, I mean, yeah, you could be successful in this, but you have to have the grit. I mean, you have to have the tenacity to want to show up. Like, like I get it. It's not fun having to try to get up every day and, and sell some stuff. But if you treat it, your business, like it's more than just trying to sell things, like you're creating a brand, like you have a mission, like you have a purpose, then it becomes fun. Then it's like, okay, how can I get up and serve every day? And that's what I was looking for. And so I do think it takes a level of commitment. You have to show up, you have to put in the work. It will take time. So you do need that mindset before going into anything, even if it's network marketing, you know what I mean? But this was like your first business, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm just curious, how long after you started in network marketing, did you realize like, wait a second, okay, this is cool, but I could do my, like completely my own thing too. And so what I'd like to know if we could unpack it is like, okay, when did you have that realization? Number one. And number two, I think a lot of network marketing folks feel like, well, this is my business, you know, and I, mm -hmm. and I don't want to divide my attention. If I start building my own brand, then aren't I being disloyal to the network? And, you know, maybe that's the wrong thing to do. So if you don't mind, share with me, number one, like, when did it strike you that like, okay, I want, I want to start doing my own thing. Then number two is, what do you say to that person who's like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't do that. You'll just really distract from what you're trying to grow with your MLM. Yeah. So I, a big keyword or phrase that you're going to hear inside network marketing is you got to be duplicatable, right? Be duplicatable. And so I was looking at what my upline was doing. And I was like, okay, if I want what she has, and she had a good level of success, if I want what she has, I better do what she does to get what she got, right? And so as I was doing that, I, I, I kind of felt like all the strategies that I was doing, you know, modeling after her or him, whatever, the upline. I began to feel like I was being fake. Like I really wasn't being myself. 
you know, and I was trying to appease all of these people because I was trying to get as many customers and reps in my downline as possible, but I wasn't true to myself. It was really starting to bug me to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw out an F-bomb on social media and see how that goes. And I did. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, honestly, Shalina, I just didn't care. I was just like, you know what? Like, I know that if I do this, I'm going to push away a certain amount of people, but those aren't the people that I really want to work with. It's not that you can't like, oh my God, you have to swear. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're uptight and snooty and all that stuff, then I'm like, ah, you're not my people. You, you know what I mean? And so I think at some point you need to stop worrying about being so duplicatable and you really need to start branding yourself. And that's not taking away from your company. Truth is your company has a brand. They do branding very, very well. They spend probably millions of dollars every year on their brand. So you need to work on your brand. And an interesting thing that happened to me and I had to learn the hard way was that when a company went down, I was like, SOL, I'm out of luck. Like, what am I going to do? Like I branded this company so long. I created YouTube videos. I created content galore for like years around that company to have it go down. What do you mean by uh, went down? They went under. Mm. So, you know, that's one thing that happens and we've heard it happen with like Advocare and a few others where the organization, maybe they've changed their business model or maybe they right. go out of business or something happens and the organization goes away. And that's one of the reasons why I always say to people, it's a business, but it can go away without you having anything to do with it, any say. You're not a shareholder. You're, you don't have a seat at the table when it comes to those kinds of decisions. Was it that incident that created a wake-up call? It created a lot of wake-up calls, honestly, Shaleen. Like, I realized okay, like at that time, I really was branding myself and I was starting to stand out a little bit, but I was still talking a lot about the company. And so when that went down, I was like, oh my God, I just like all that hard work that I just put all together for the last few years, like that's all gone. It doesn't matter anymore whatsoever. What am I going to do? And that's when I realized like, oh yeah, I really need to brand myself. I really need to add value to the marketplace, the people who I want to attract because it's not about the company. It's about working with me. Like this is a you Inc business really. And so I started making that shift and never even mentioning my company whatsoever. I was doing live video. That's when live video started really picking up. So I was doing live video consistently and all I was doing was adding value. And it was interesting because that was when like, I had that mindset of like, well, how am I going to be able to sell stuff if I don't ever talk about the product? If I don't ever talk about the company, how are people going to join me? I had that question constantly, but I kept looking at really big, top successful leaders. And I noticed that they weren't mentioning their company at all. So I started modeling what they were doing and not mentioning anything, just, just adding value and really just sharing a lot about my lifestyle. And I started getting messages of people coming to me being like, Hey, I've been watching your content, your videos. I really enjoy some of the things that you're talking about. Where can I get some information on like joining your team or buying your product? I was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. You know what I mean? And so go ahead. Was this before you, okay, so just to backtrack a little bit to get the mm -hmm. timeline. So a company forecloses, whatever, closes down. You, mm -hmm. you have nothing now. Like you're going to have to start from scratch. You're going to have to build a new downline. Did you immediately begin to do that? Or did you begin first, like just kind of thinking to yourself, all right, what could I market in terms of my own knowledge or services, et cetera? Right. So both actually. So the first thing that came to mind was like, I need to do something immediately and I love network marketing. I need to, you know, join something that I agree with that, you know, agrees with me and all that stuff. So that was the first thing. Like I had to make a shift quick. That was fine. Like I was like, okay, at least I have some income coming in. But in the back of my head, 
I kept thinking, how can I prevent this from ever happening ever mm. again? Because I just lost everything, my income, like all the, all the work I just put in, what can I do? And I think I was actually listening to you at that <laughs> time. Cause you said like, Hey, if you're getting drilled with a bunch of questions, why don't you make a course that answers all those questions? And there you go. And so I was getting hammered with like, Hey, Trey, how do you make these awesome videos? And I was mm. constantly answering and answering and answering. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a video Academy. And I did. And I only sold it for like 97 bucks. But when I like launched it, I had, I think 10 people bought, which isn't huge. For me, it was just the spark of being like, Whoa, yeah. I can create something for myself and get 100% commission. And it even aligns with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. I know so many people who in that same situation would have been jaded by the experience, would have thought to themselves, are you kidding me? I just spent the last however many years, my blood, sweat, and tears pouring into this organization, you know, bleeding the colors of corporate team and you know, giving my life to it and telling everyone it's the best product in the world. And now it's gone and I've got to start over. Man, I just, I don't want to do this. I'm going to feel like a hypocrite. What happens to my team? So did you have a, any period of time where you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm over this? Oh, absolutely. I was like, is this really the way? Is this a, you know, too good to be true? Is MLM really a scam? Like, did I get sucked in? Like, of course, I absolutely had all those thoughts. But I had my puppy dog moment, you know, where I was like, oh, so, wow, for, you know, sadsies for me. But then I was like, okay, we got to make some happen. So I better get my act together. And so, yeah, I had that downside. But the ultimate dream wasn't being like, okay, like I had the, the spark where I was like, I don't want to be employable. I want to work for myself. And that's what I was, I don't care. Sure. I'll start over. Let's do this because I already knew what I needed to do. And I was still learning so much on the way, but so yeah, I had those thoughts, but it meant more to me, the long-term vision than this little short-term like slash in the face, you know, like the long-term vision was like freedom. That's what I want. I'll work till I get that. And I love that. You have created your own business, your own brand, and you built that simultaneously while also building a second business, that being your network marketing business. So there's at least two streams of income. Am I missing any other streams of income, like I mean, investing or any other business? Yeah, we, we actually just had a stock that went crazy. I was like, oh my God, finally. So like, <laughs> you know, a couple of stocks, but really like affiliate marketing, like affiliate programs, Beautiful. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of different streams in there for sure. And that's what I want people here who listen to Build Your Tribe is, you know, the smartest people I know are the people who are like, you know, what? I'm going to master this thing first. I'm going to master it. And then once I've mastered it, I'm going to branch off into not five things. I'm going to branch off into one thing. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to master that. I'm going to learn to master, you know, how to create digital products and, and to brand myself. And then I'm going to dabble in, in investing. And then I'm, I'm going to learn more about affiliate marketing. And then each one of these things becomes a stream of income. And that's how you build wealth. And that's how you create this lifestyle that, you know, you're so well known for and that your children are going to profit from is by creating these additional streams of income. And I think for those people who are like, oh, I don't know about an MLM, maybe that's not the ideal thing for someone who as their sole source of income. But I just, I love hearing that you have got all these additional streams of income. And I want to dig in a little bit to your, your personal brand, if you will, because, yeah. you know, we chatted a little bit before we started and you disclosed to me that that area in terms of your financial situation, that's even more lucrative than the network marketing. How does one help the other or are they mutually exclusive? 
Well, I mean, they complement each other. Okay. So I think that's a big fear that a lot of network marketers have is like, well, I don't want to betray my company, but like, what if you did something that complimented your company? Like I know so many people who are like, I know how to grow a following on Instagram. It's like, well, sell that knowledge, man. You know how many people would love to have that package and organized into one step-by-step training, like sell that knowledge because it's going to only help you grow and get in front of even more people who are looking to do an online business. That That's your target market, which seems it would be. And then they can see like, oh, cool. They're also a part of this network marketing business, which is another great asset to have. You know, that's how I look at network marketing. And these other streams are, these are, you know, Robert Kiyosaki says it best. You got to have more assets than liabilities. Assets make you money. Liabilities take money away from you. And so like, if you look at your brand, ask yourself, like if you're into fitness, maybe you can create your own meal plan or a workout guide or something that can complement what you're doing. And so if you're selling supplements, what can complement the supplements to get your customer an even better advantage, even more results? Maybe you don't want to create your own stuff. Well, there's other programs out there like affiliate programs, like I said, software, services, other things that other people have created that you can latch onto and make a kickback from, which is really, really smart. So that if you're ever in a predicament like I was where I had lost everything, you, know, you have something at least to fall back on where you don't build out of fear because honestly, you're building on borrowed land. That's what network marketing is. Sure, it's an amazing opportunity. You don't have to worry about shipping product. You don't have to worry about customer service or anything like that. Like It's all there for you. The downside is you can go away any minute, right? any day. And so you're, you make sure that when you're building, you're building your brand and you have all these assets lined up. And if you build it the right way, if something were to happen, you can easily transition. No one even like no one even will know if our company were to go down today. No one would even know because I'm still doing the same exact thing. You know what I mean, dude? I do, and it's awesome. And you know, you're a real testament to that. Like I, I didn't know what company you're with. You know, right. and I follow you on social media. P.S. You've got a great Instagram bio. I'm going to link to it in our show notes because it does all the things. It really sets you apart. It tells people who it is you're looking for. It allows people to identify who they are and if you're the right fit. So I'll link to that in our show notes too. We just did a Instagram growth challenge and I used your account as one of the examples that I, I said, this is a perfect example. But the piece I think I wanted to ask you about is how you balance your time, right? Knowing, as you just said, I'm on borrowed time at least I have to look at it from that standpoint. If I don't, you know, it's a little risky. Even still, knowing that you spend a certain amount of time, I would assume, dividing your time between affiliate marketing, branding yourself and your own products, and then building your network marketing organization. Do you have a system for that or is it organic? So we do organic and paid reach as well. I think you should at least, I mean, if you're going to do organic, maybe not ready for paid yet. So, but I would at least start organically. Like for example, my like page, I built that out for five years, all organically. And it's not massive. It's not huge, but it went from a couple hundred people to, I think over, I think we just hit 26,000. So that was all organic and that was all through Facebook live. But the way that I manage my time is you can actually take advantage of a lot of different things. Like for example, podcasting should be, or could be one thing that you do because there are people who are listening to my podcast now that I've created an episode years ago and they're still coming on to listen to it. So they're becoming leads. They're hearing my stuff. They're getting to know, like, and trust me a little bit more. My podcasts are building rapport. And I did that years ago. Same thing with YouTube. Like you are putting YouTube videos out there that 
you're adding value, you're creating content, but it lives on perpetually. Like I still have thousands of views that are coming in. People are coming onto my email list all from stuff that I did years ago. So as far as my time, like I think it's really important to have something like, like Facebook Live is cool, Instagram, awesome stories, stuff like that, really cool, but they fade away into the newsfeed or the timeline after a certain amount of time. But if you build longevity with you know, YouTube videos or even your, your podcast, like you'll still get stuff coming to you from time to time. So what we'll do is we'll just batch content, batch produce content. So like Sundays, I sit down, I hammer out a bunch of videos and then throughout the week, we can slice them up into Instagram stories, podcasts, you know, videos on YouTube, a uh, little teaser, stuff like that. And uh, throughout the week, it's just, we're just uploading it and boom, we can kind of live our life a little bit more. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode, this interview, just for a moment to let you know I want you to be making an additional stream of income yourself. Like maybe you're already in business, maybe you're already in a network marketing organization, but I've got a really cool challenge that myself and my family are doing. Depending on when you're listening to this, I want you to go to shaleen.com forward slash challenge. Now it's just $20 for this challenge. It's five days and we're gonna teach you how to take the things in your home that are creating clutter, like old clothes and jewelry and shoes and furniture and electronics and things like knickknacks that your mom gave you and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? We're gonna show you in less than five days, by day three, you will be making extra income. Now, this is such a cool thing to do with your family because it's an awesome way to teach your kids how to make money. It could very possibly be their introduction to online income, creating their own online business. For you personally, If you listen to Build Your Tribe all the time, but for whatever reason, you're just not making a ton of money yet, I want to teach you how to become a reseller. Myself, my husband, my son Brock, and perhaps even Sierra, we're all gonna be doing this. I'd love for you to get in on the challenge. Do this quickly by going to shaleen.com forward slash challenge, and I will send you an invitation to a private Facebook group. We'll go live 20 minutes a day, five days, you'll be making money in no time. All right, back to the interview with Trey. If I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds to me like you don't have to necessarily divide your time up where it's like, okay, today from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m., I'm just working on network marketing. And then from four o'clock until seven o'clock, I'm working on building my brand. It sounds to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's so much overlap in the way that your personal brand also supports your network marketing organization, mm-hmm. that if you're just working on being you and creating content, it's going to build both simultaneously. Is that accurate? That's what I feel. I feel like content is the biggest thing. I truly do. I've had so many people who have come to me. I mean, Chalene, that's how I met you. You found my content, right? And so through content, there are so many opportunities, making extra income, being surrounded by really cool people, having awesome opportunities like this. You know what I mean? So I truly believe content is king. How do you find the time to create that content? And more importantly, I guess, distribute it, right? Because sure, it takes time to record a podcast, but it takes time to create a YouTube video. But it's Mm -hmm. all the pieces you have to do after that. Like when we're done today, for me anyways, it'll be easy. I'll, I'll just upload our audio and like magic, my team goes to work and they'll handle each of the individual pieces that they're assigned to, to release the podcast. But the average person doesn't necessarily have a team. So how do you manage that? Honestly, this was one of the biggest things that you taught me was like, hey, you are working way too hard trying to do all the things, create the graphic, you're a graphic designer, 
you're a YouTube video guy, you're an editor for video, like all these things. It's like, and how do you do that when you have two kids? You know what I mean? Like that can get a little bit overwhelmed. We do use and leverage a VA. I think that's super smart. And they're honestly like some of the best workers, like greatest people. I love the people that we get to work with and we treat them as family. But you can leverage VAs, but you can also work smarter. You know, if you want to take a YouTube video, take out the audio, turn that into your podcast or, you know, as a little teaser on a story on Instagram. And there's other people out there that are like, for me, that was the biggest thing, Shalina. I was like, no one can do it like I do. But found out there's a lot of people out there who are way better and they're very affordable. And so like leverage that. And faster too. But it's hard, you know, because people feel like, oh, geez, I'm not making enough money yet. Or as you said, I can do this better myself. It'll take me more time to explain it to someone else than I could do it myself. So help that person who maybe isn't in the red, I'm sorry, isn't in the black yet. How do you adopt that mindset and bite the bullet and hire help? Yeah. So I just had like, I just had to bite the bullet. Like I just listened to you and I said, okay, oh, if Shalit says do it, then I got to do it. Even though I didn't truly believe in it at first. Okay. So like, that's just complete honesty and transparency right there. I didn't agree with those, but I'm going to give this a go. So I started doing it. But what I did was like, if I was looking for a YouTube or a video editor, what I would do is I would, I would make it like a hiring process and I'd say, look, these are the videos that I'm creating. Part of the interview is let's see if you can match what I'm doing. Or if you're like, hey, Trey, I've never made a YouTube video in my life. Okay, go out there and find other people who are like, I love their videos. And then tell your editor, you know, when you're hiring like out of five people to say, hey, take this video. Let's see how you can match my video that I just made to that video that these guys do that you look up to. Right. And so those who are closest, boom, I would hire that person. And it's honestly, guys, there's, there's so many really good services out there that you can use that are inexpensive, like upwork.com. I found mine actually through a Facebook group in an affiliate thing. I said, Hey, are there any, you know, podcast editors out there? And a bunch of people said, yes. I said, this is the route I'm looking to go down. Take this audio clip. Can you turn it into what I'm looking for? And some people couldn't, some people did. And that was how I found my team of people to help me get our message out there. You know, I think everybody has a message that they're trying to get out there, but you have to be like the marketer and then other people have to, you have to have like a little team in place that can get them out, your message out there so you can get in front of even more people. And when I found that, I don't know how much money I was spending at the time to have this like small team, but I found like as my content is getting out there and hitting all these other stages, I had more and more people coming to me, meaning I was making more and more money. And so I was like, okay, Shalene was right. Let's go in on this. <laughs> Can we get that in writing? I could share it. That's so awesome. No, first of all, just like congratulations. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm inspired by the direction that you take this. And, you know, I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts. I hear you. You are so consistent in that messaging. It's like, you are the marketer. In other words, no one's promoting your content except you. Like you've, and you've really done such a great job of investing in a team because if you didn't, you wouldn't have the time or the energy to be the promoter, to be the person who's creating the content and pushing it out there. And you're absolutely right that the more people who become aware of us, the more people are at the top of the funnel, if you will, the more people who you're on their radar because you know, there's an awareness there. But that awareness, you know, like you said, you've got to be persistent. You've got to be on, in all the places or as many places as possible. And most importantly, you have to be persistent. You've got to keep creating that content. Trey, I wanted to ask you, you know, 
statistically speaking, network marketing organizations are predominantly stay-at-home moms. I can't remember, somewhere in the high 80 percentile. And I work with folks who are like, for example, in the Marketing Impact Academy and occasionally I'll have like a dude who will be like, you know, I do this network marketing, but I really want to build my own brand because I can't get ahead in my network marketing organization because it's all women at the top. (laughs) And, you know, if, if I look at the top, whatever, it's all females and it's so much easier to sign females. And so I'm at this real disadvantage because I'm a dude. What is your take on that? I'm a dude. Is it harder? I know. I've noticed. Is it it harder? Listen, no, the ladies are absolutely killing it out there right now. And like, shout out to you guys. Like, that's awesome. But with all you guys, you know, out there, the the, if it's 80% of stay-at-home moms or or whatever the stat there was, if that many women are in network marketing, which is true, then it's so much easier for us to stand out like a sore thumb. You're right. Like, I'm a bearded dude that says it exactly how it is. It's not that hard to get attention in this. If this is a saturated industry of women, which, yeah, there's a lot of women in it, but that's just an excuse, man. Like, like come on, man. Like, you're really going to say my success, it dictates on my heterosexual gene or like, you know, if I'm a male or female, or come on, like, get over that. There's plenty of dudes in this industry who are also succeeding. Just follow and model what they're already doing on social media and so on. Do you specifically, when you're looking to bring leaders into your organization, are you thinking that you're trying to target a guy or, I mean, obviously I know that you you have men and women in your downline, men and women who are customers of your personal brand, but are you creating content thinking like, okay, I want to attract someone like me. And by that, I mean like specifically a male prospect. Yeah. So I'm not, honestly, like males are harder to work with. They have ego. They, you know, like they're just, well, I, I, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love working with women just because it's just, I get along with women. I could be myself. They don't care. Like, it's just, I love working with the gals. They're just so much easier to work with. But I don't, like when I'm creating my content, I'm not thinking about, oh, is this for a guy or for a girl? I'm really just keeping in, in my mind two types of people, like an avatar for like what my, my dream team guy would look like and what my dream team gal would look like. And when I'm creating content, I'm talking to that person. So it's not really if it's a male or female, it's like I'm talking to my exact avatar or as you'd say, your lifer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. And I mean, like when I look at your page and I'm looking at it right now on Instagram, first of all, you are so freaking funny. (laughs) That's half of it. Like, so for me, your appeal is universal. I think it's like, oh, this is a cool dude. You know, and I, I see some guys who frankly, I don't know what's going on, but like, they're not just trying to be likable. They're trying to be a little too swaggy or a little too, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like when I watch your content, when I look at your page, I'm like, this is just, if I live next door to this guy, I'd be like, oh, I hope they come over tonight and have a beer because you can just tell you're down to earth, you're real, you're relatable, you're not trying to be something you're not. And maybe that's what it is. Like that's going to attract men and women. Statistically speaking, do you know? What percentage of your downline is male? Oh, male? Mm. Mm-hmm. We've, got a lot of, we've got a lot of great male leaders, but I know our downline is filled with women. So mm-hmm. we don't have that many men, but, but yeah, we have mostly women in our, in our team. Well, that's really interesting because it's really clear from looking at your content. You're not trying to attract, I don't think. It's just like you're just being you. And maybe that's the takeaway is like, instead of like trying to think about like, okay, what type of content does this particular target audience want? It's like, 
let me just fully be me and in the process provide value in the way that is like real to me and people will show up. The only thing I will say is I do see there's a little bit of pink on your page. Yeah, pink looks good on me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about you in this bikini. The, the influencers wanted one? <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good post. That's a good post, man. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you listen to this episode, what I need you to do is find that post of Trey in a beard and his bikini, take a screenshot of it, send it to him in the DMs, tag both of us and say, I listened to the show and let us know what you think about Trey in uh, that bathing suit. But yeah, I, you know, I guess that's kind of the takeaway for me is like, you know, we overthink this stuff. And we spend so much time worrying about what other people are doing and what other people look like. And, oh my gosh, they're successful. And so I need to do that too. And as you said, when you first started out, it just didn't feel right. It felt inauthentic because that's exactly what you were doing. And as you started to step into like, okay, this is just who I am, you know, be prepared for some explicit language, but I'm going to tell it like it is. And I don't buy the fake it till you make it scenario. And when you started doing that, the right people were looking for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's the biggest key, Shalene, is so many people are scared to get out there and put information out there, content out there and add value. It's not because they don't like, oh, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, you do. There's Google, which is an amazing machine that has all these information gadgets for you. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're scared of creating content. They're scared of being judged on the other side of that camera. That's what it is. What happened if I make a mistake? What happened if I stutter? What happens if I mumble? Like, who gives a shit, right? What right. people are looking for on social media right now, they're looking for a mentor. They're looking for someone who can grab them by the hand and say, look, come with me and I will help you. And it might not be me. It might not be you, Shaleen, but it might be the person who's listening to this podcast right now, but they'll never find you if you're too scared with your head up your ass, you know, worrying about, <laughs> well, what are people going to think? So get out there, start publishing content, and you will attract the people who are just like you, who are looking for the same exact things that you were once looking for. So killer. Such a great point. So how is it that you, what is the first type of information or knowledge that you started marketing as Trey? I started marketing a lead magnet. Okay. I mean, what was the first thing you started selling that's like, okay, this is Trey selling this thing that I created? What was the first product? Oh, I created a video training. I called it Branding Like a Badass. And my goal was to help network marketers clean up their social media presence a little bit and show them like, here's how you create a brand. Here's actually how you should be leveraging social media so you don't look like a Spamula Anderson, a spammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I created that. And I think a lot of people really like seeing that take. And there were so many mm -hmm. false beliefs that I knocked down and showing people like, this is why people aren't buying from you is because of X, Y, and Z. And here's how you actually should be attracting those people too. So I had that, I think it was like a 30 minute video that I created. And when people would put in there, like I'd say, Hey, you know, I do like a live video. I'd say, Hey, here are three tips to do X, Y, and Z. And at the end of my live video, before I said, okay, bye guys. I would say, Hey, by the way, if you really like this live video and all these tips, you know, let me know, say like value in the comment section below so I'd get some engagement. But then I would also use a call to action that would say, hey, by the way, also go download my free download called Brain Like a Badass. It's going to help you with X, Y, and Z. And so people would go there, they do that, they get on my email list, right? So that was the very first thing that I created that was like a brand around me 
that was, you know, helping me grow my email list and, and all that stuff. You're such a good student. I mean, you really are. You, you can tell you study this stuff. You spend a lot of time perfecting it, testing it, experimenting, improving it. What do you think it is that drives you to always want to learn how to improve this stuff? Dude, I don't know what it is, but I remember saying like, if network marketing would go down for good, I would love to be like a social media strategist guy. I don't know what that, like what that would entail, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I like marketing. Like that's what got me really interested in this thing. It was learning these different strategies that you can do to make money online. I was like, I can't believe you can make money online. Like it was so fascinating to me. And so I wanted to start learning all this stuff and learning how to be a creator. And that's what I, I really mm-hmm. fell in love with. Like, I don't know, like I wasn't very good in school, but like, I love being a creator. Like that's something that I wish I would have spent more time on. So I think it comes down to that. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And it's really inspirational. I hope that a lot of people who are maybe thinking about considering doing network marketing as an additional stream of income have found some inspiration in this. I most importantly hope that those who are in network marketing will check you out, Trey, and really learn from your example that the riskiest thing any of us can do today is to have one stream of income. It's just risky. You know, we've learned in the last six months, five months, that absolutely anything is possible. Like, I can't even believe the world that we're living in right now. You'd be like, yeah, right, conspiracy theorist. If someone told you, like, all this stuff was going to be happening. Like, the world really, I mean, the sky could fall tomorrow. So you've got to plan for the unexpected because it's very likely it's headed our way. So I really want to thank you for inspiring others and leading by example and also being a great dad and great husband. Well, thank you, Shaleen. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Where would you like people who want to connect with you? Where would you send them? I would just go over to TreyBearer.com. Just TreyBearer.com. Head over there. There's tons of stuff over there for you know wherever people are at in their life right now. And so I just go over to TreyBearer.com. You can follow me on social media as well. Facebook. I'm ripping out YouTube like crazy now. And yeah, those are two, three spots I would go to. That's awesome. Okay. So last question, which mm-hmm. at the moment is your absolute favorite platform for social media? Ooh, it has to be just one. Yeah. Well, it was Facebook before it became a political war. Right. We're going to dodge that topic though. I don't know. I'm a big fan of YouTube and then podcasting comes second. Just like, those are my ties, right, man. YouTube and podcasting because podcasting, like you're having an intimate one-on-one conversation with someone. They had their earbuds in their ear. You're talking directly to them. And like oh, I said, yeah. it's long-term. Like it's just, episodes are still there from years ago. Well, Trey, this has been awesome. I appreciate you taking the time out. Say hello to your wife and your two beautiful kids. And everybody go check out Trey. We've got all of his social media contacts are in our show notes. And we look forward to following the evolution of your career. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Shalene. I appreciate you. You got it.